Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp, and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In today's episode, we sit down with Matt King, a summer Bible camping alumni from the early 90s with an incredible testimony that even includes committing his own life to Christ right here at Springs of Life Camp. Presently serving as the senior pastor of Glenver Baptist Church in Salem, Virginia, Pastor Matt also heads up our own leadership team as president of the board of directors here at camp. Although we could have traded stories for hours, Here's just a small part of a bigger conversation about totally restoring and revolutionizing the way we do camping ministry at Springs of Life Camp. Pastor, thank you again for joining us. By now, many people already know that we're undergoing some major facility restoration around the property. It's been incredible to watch the Jesus timeline kind of unfold since this journey began. But can you give us a little feedback about what's happening around camp from, from maybe your perspective? Right. So basically, when we think about the way that God works, we love to put them in boxes, of course. And we love to say, okay, God, I want you to answer this prayer request, but I want you to do it in X, Y, Z. I want you to do it the way I want you to do it so that I'll be more comfortable as you do it. Well, we know that growth doesn't come through comfort, right? So anytime we're going to grow, it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, I think everybody is sufficiently uncomfortable right now in our culture. And so uh, that tells me that there's going to be a lot of growth out of that. Um, that is especially true, I think, of Springs of Life Camp Ministry, uh, because I do believe that there have been years where um, there's been some, some updates that needed to take place. And God's been formulating that Nehemiah project for years, I think, just sort of um, a sense within you, uh, within other uh, people that have been praying for the camp. I think that that's been underlying for years. And so as the vision had become to sort of become clear as to what needed to happen, and as you try to communicate that vision, as, as the executive board tries to get that vision out to the rest of the board and for those, the alumni, uh, for those that are praying, all, all, for everyone that's in, you know, invested in the camp in any way, whatever that looks like, as that's been happening, it's not been a question of, does it need to happen? We know God wants to see it happen through Springs of Life and to Springs of Life. The question was, well, what does that look like? Which is just the same question that we ask of our own lives. We know God wants us to be faithful and study scripture and, and be, you know, have a great prayer life and be faithful to church. But what does that specifically look like in our lives? Well, little did we know that God had COVID right around the corner. So, um, the quote unquote problem uh, for us was kids are going to be coming in every single summer being ministered to. And that's a great thing. That's the whole point. Uh, we want to love on these kids. We want these kids to know Jesus, learn Jesus, trust Jesus. But as that happens, um, you sort of, everything else sort of takes just a little bit of a back seat. Uh, and that would include facilities and, um, and, and, and just uh, operations and everything that goes into that. Yes, they're important, but they're not the main thing. The main thing was introducing Jesus to the next generation. And so we focused on that, rightfully so, I believe. But God has given us a breath. He has put a, a comma in the middle of this sentence for Springs of Life. And by doing so, he has forced upon us, for lack of a better term, the opportunity to take a look and make these improvements that have needed to happen for so long. But they're they're happening according to his time now. So to watch how um, he was able to situate the right people in the right place at the right time um, is, I, I mean, 
any believer can point to any part of their life and see how God orchestrated it to where you are right now. So to look at that and say, how, you know, if God can do that in my life, is he capable of doing that in Springs of Life Camp? Well, of course he is. Absolutely. That's everything that God wants to be a part of. Um, you know, we know the ministry of Jesus as we watch these kids gathered around him and the disciples are sort of giving the stiff arm to these kids saying, no, 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 no. You can't come near the Savior. And Jesus saying, you know, let the kids come to me. I don't think that's changed, man. Over 2,000 years, I think Jesus is still out there saying, let the kids come to me. Our responsibility is to provide a safe and awesome place for them to get to know, get away from everything else and get to know this savior that can change their lives. And so what the Nehemiah project uh, is looking like now is God has put a comma in the middle of the sentence of Springs of Life Camp. It's not a period. We're not done. Um, it's not anything like that. It's just a breath so that we can actually start to get some of these things done so that the time is there. Um, we trust in God for the money that will be there. And we're trusting God uh, because we're praying about it. And we're trusting that if, if he's gotten us all the way to this point, if he has been responsible for putting the people in place, putting the materials in place and all those things, we know that now when it's time to see it accomplished, um, he knows what that looks like. The planning is there. The vision is there. So if we trusted him for all of that, we have to trust him for this. Uh, he's not going to show up to summer of 2020 and say, oh, I didn't think you guys would get this far. I guess I don't know what to do. He knows what to do. So we're going to have to trust him for this part too. And, and, and being in, the, in, in this seat that God has allowed me to sit in and, and serve in this position that God's allowing me uh, to serve in, man, it is so cool to see both sides happening from, from a perspective of talking to you and Amanda and watching this, the camp side of it being in the executive board meetings, hearing these things go around, watching as, um, as we see from the, from the Nehemiah Project um, to Creekside Coffee uh, to the Cup Bear Program to everything, getting the alumni involved as we can get them. Because once you've went to camp, you are a camper forever, really. Um, and so to embrace that and remember the bends of the world that made an impact on a Mac King like um, that everybody is somebody else's been in that sense. We, we have the opportunity for the next several generations of kids um, to really make life the cornerstone of all of those faith decisions. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, we had just yesterday, we had an alumni that had been almost 28 years uh, again since they uh, had been on the property, much less thought about the camp. Um, again, we there's been this, I don't know, for lack of better terms, rebirth out there i guess with uh with, you know with, with what's happening and uh folks are remembering they're you know just even coming down the hill on spring road to go around the curve to start to see the swimming pool open up on the top of the hill and what really caught our eye was the remnants of the old tarzan swing right there the specific memory that this guy mentioned was was that man i remember coming down i'm like my bus was always like the last one to get to camp and i saw all the kids swinging out on the tarzan swing and, and uh, the director at the time rick he had, you remember he did this whole thing the first night of camp about going everybody going out all at one time and one kid coming back it was, it was the funnest thing but just that feeling of like oh man i'm missing out on all the excitement and they're all on it before i am stuff. And to come back, and as you said, just to come back from that side of things as a child and being able to see through things through childlike camper eyes and to be able to come back full circle and see the seriousness of our condition. 
And you're absolutely right, man. This is the thing, man, that uh, that dude, we are going. We, this is the thing that's setting the tone for generations and generations of time. And then, and I agree. That's the thing when we came together. It was one of those things. God has called this administration to uh, to uh, to make sure that this place is uh, is around for years and years and years and years. Uh, to continue to make uh, impacts and change lives uh, like it has done in our own lives, but not just that. But I mean, again, as it turns out, lives in the 60s, 70s, and the 80s, and the 90s, and the thousands, and the 3000s, or whatever, if there's going to be such a thing. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Matt, so cool, so cool. Well, listen, look at, let's just say, look in 10 years, not five years, two years, in two years, what summer camp look like for you? Well, I got to tell you, you know, as I think about 2021, even just a year ahead, um, and I start to, I hear you describe, you know, with this alumni, what that feels like. And, and I'm, as I'm listening, I'm thinking about what that feels like for me. I can remember being 12, 13, 14 years old and coming down Spring Road and, and that exact thing happening and looking over and seeing, and the, there's not a name for that feeling. I wish there was. Uh, it's like an ongoing nostalgia that doesn't quit. And um, I can tell you that sitting here 20 years later, whatever, I can still, I know every year, every time, whether I'm going for camp or whether I'm just going to, you know, for a meeting with you guys or whatever, every time I come down Spring Road, it is the same 13-year-old uh, inside of me that looks over and sees that camp. Um, so I know that's not going to be lost no matter what happens. Uh, when camp comes back, summer camp comes back next year, bigger and better than ever, I know. Um, that that feeling is going to return for me. It's going to return for my teenage boys, uh, for my young girl. I know that, that feeling is already within them. I know they're already dialed up and ready to go for that. So when we look at two years ahead of time and you know, two to five years, you start to think about that. Um, man, imagine uh, some of the things that we would endear. I was actually at a 4th of July cookout. I was talking to one of my family members who grew up at the camp as well, one of my in-laws. And he said, hey, man, you remember that slide that went down into the pool, man, that started way up high, and, and you had to skid down there, and, and then we had a mattress on the other side of the pool because we would skid across and there'd be injuries. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know we were working on all these different things. And he's like, no, 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 I love it, man. I think the kids are soft these days because they don't have a mattress on the other side of a pool anymore. And, you know, and I laughed with them and I got to thinking, you know, we, we, we endeared ourselves to these memories because they were special to us. Um, but it was just the camp. It wasn't necessarily specifically the mattress on the other side of the pool. It wasn't specifically um, the slide. It was all of these things coming together that, that created an experience for us. So what I know is that when this camp is, is safer and, and, and well put together and all of these uh, visions that God has given for the Nehemiah Project and beyond, when alumni are coming together, when these kids are hearing from multiple generations of alumni, when all of this comes together, we're talking about these kids are going to have an experience, yes, but what do I see in two years? I see my kids having an even wilder, better experience than I even had at Springs of Life Camp. And I hold that very dear to my heart. So looking ahead two, five years, yeah, um, they're going to think of things like a kitchen that was well put together and a roof they didn't have to worry about falling to their heads or, or, or whatever that looks like. You know, um, things that we endear ourselves to, 
but because we kind of had to, well, now we don't have to. Now we can do it the right way. And as that happens, the kids aren't going to lose that experience just because the mattress comes off of the uh, swimming pool. The kids are going to be dialed in to the time they had with their friends and with Jesus Christ, right? And so as that happens, I can't, I'm looking even further. I'm looking at my, my, my kids as they're becoming adults and they're, they're the future. And as they're looking at that, those feelings are going to come flooding back to them as they're coming down Spring Road, hopefully as counselors or whatever in their future as adults. They're going to think the same things. I cannot imagine what it's going to be, uh, whether that is, uh, you know, a dormitory, uh, you know, this, this beautiful dormitory, or whether it's going to be um, a revitalized dining room or, or whatever that looks like. It's going to be memories that are going to be made for my children are going to echo into eternity. Um, and that sits with me. Um, if there were one final just message that you would like to give to the church, not necessarily about camp, maybe about youth, maybe about families, maybe about just what's happening in the world, just anything on your heart, uh, even a passage of scripture, anything, if you've got anything just finally, and then, you know, brother, if you feel so compelled, go ahead and close us out, and, uh, and yeah. I, I would say, uh, if I could share any encouragement, it would be uh, from the book of Psalms, Psalms 34, 14. And Psalms 34, 14 tells us this. It says, to, to depart from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. And if we're doing those things, departing from evil, doing good, seeking peace, and pursuing it, um, that end there, pursuing peace like our life depends on it. Um, this is a time where our culture is absolutely void of peace. Um, but as believers, man, we got the answer. We do have peace. We have a peace that passes understanding and we have the joy that accompanies it. And so as the lost world begins to see the joy of our lives, they're going to want a piece of that pie and they can have the whole thing. So we as a church need to have the joy and the peace to reconnect a dying society that is dying apart from Christ. Does that impact our youth? Yes, it does. Because they're not, not just by telling them to do that, but showing them that when you become a Christian adult, they don't just become some stuffy old person who just has a bunch of rules and fusses at kids for being on, you know, playing on the baptistry or whatever. You know, now we become a generation that shows kids, uh, listen, son, daughter, boy, girl, you can have this peace and joy. And man, we do our, we do our next generation a giant service if we do that not just through Springs of Life Camp, because that's what we should be about is, is bringing kids to a peaceful place. But boy, as a church, we need to stand up and do a very good job of representing the peace of Jesus Christ. They're going to know us by our love, and we're just going to have to let grace win, because if we let grace win, God's going to win. Um, I would encourage you before I pray, just everybody, um, absolutely, um, let grace win. Jesus doesn't win if we're right. Jesus wins if we're peaceful. Jesus wins if we love. And Jesus wins if we have joy. Um, that's how we defeat the enemy. So let me, let me pray for us. Father God, I'm so grateful for the time that I've been able to share uh, through this call with my brother in Christ. Lord, I love him. And you love him. And I know you love me. And so we're thankful for your love and, Lord, for your, your grace and your mercy that you continue to be faithful in. God, we think about a generation of kids uh, that are going to be impacted by Springs of Life Camp. Lord, uh, as we hear the nostalgia from these other uh, alumni talking about just the feeling they get, 
uh, coming down Spring Road, looking over to the left, and seeing um, the smiling faces and the and the, the buses and the vans and uh, God, that's what it's about. Because since the early church, since Acts two, it's been about us coming together to proclaim your name. God, give us a chance to do that again in a way that impacts the next generation, in a way that we would raise up not only future disciples and believers, but God, future pastors and missionaries. And Lord, whatever it looks like, Sunday school teachers, because we know you're still calling us um, for a generation that is dying apart from Christ. Lord, help us to be the peace and the joy that you continue to give to us with both hands. You give it liberally, and we're grateful for it. Thank you for the time we're blessed with, and help us, God, to be good ambassadors for you and for the camp. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. Please follow us online at springsoflifecamp.org and on social media to stay in the know from camp. Springs of Life Camp's outreach ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camp's Creekside Coffee, available online now and from a Creekside Coffee cupbearer near you. For general questions or comments and interest or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org.